It's the holiday season, and I know everyone wants to talk about Joe Barry, but I want to be positive for an episode. I want to give some presents, some flowers to some players who don't normally get credit, who don't normally get the attention that they deserve. We're going to do that on a post-Christmas episode of Locked on Packers. Let's do it. You are Locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And this show, for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. This episode is a placeholder. I'll admit it. Because... Uh, under normal circumstances, we would have heard from Matt LaFleur by now about the game after rewatch and all of those things. We haven't. And therefore, we have no update on the status of Joe Barry. In fact, press conferences, normal media availability has been changed. Does that hint at something? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But it, it felt silly to devote any part of this episode to speculating about Joe Barry's future. You know where I stand on it. You know how I feel about it. And my guess is you feel the same way. What I want to do instead is give some credit where credit is due, but is often not given. And I'm cheating a little bit to start, but I think we have to give an immense amount of credit to Brian Gutekunst for the roster that he put together. We talked yesterday about Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur and Aaron Jones and their impact on this team and and what Jordan Love was able to do with, you know, out his his wide receiver one ostensibly, uh, tight end one, and his left tackle all pro caliber left tackle when he plays. Even last year, David Bakhtiari played at like a pro ball, all pro caliber level when he played. To not have those guys as much as they have not had those guys this season and to still produce the way that they have is a profound credit to Brian Gutekunst for finding Jaden Reed, for You make the Aaron Rodgers trade. By the way, he deserves credit for that too. You get that second round pick that you turn into Jaden Reed and Carl Brooks and Dontavian and all of the the ancillary pieces that they got from trading down and adding pieces. And you go, oh, day three picks. 
Like what? Well, who cares about day three picks? Well, when your day three picks turn into Romeo Dobbs and Zach Tom and Dontavian Wicks and and on and on, Carl Brooks, Kobe Wooden, you, you kind of go, well, if you're going to be on this kind of heater as a general manager, then those things mean a lot. And there's been this weird in and out of the lineup with Yash Nyman and Rashid Walker. And I was on this show going, this is enough with this platoon. Give the job to Yash Nyman. And Rashid Walker over the last month has proven his coaches right for backing him and giving the, him the opportunity to continue to grow and get better because he has. In a game against a Panthers front that features two really good players, Brian Burns didn't wreck this game. And it wasn't because they allocated all these resources. They said, Zach Tom, you handle it. If he's over you, Rashid Walker, you handle it. Now, they used plenty of play action, and the run game was a big part of how you can keep that pass rush at bay. But they trusted those guys to do it. And you want to talk about the third-round curse, and I want to talk about some of the players specifically a little bit later. But Sean Ryan split snaps with John Runyon Jr. for the first time. The biggest outlay of snaps we've seen from him this season. Tucker Craft comes through with some huge plays in this game. Dontavian Wicks has a pair of big catches, including the touchdown, takes a shot, dances, gets the celebration off, and then has to go see the trainers. But even Hurt had to find a way to celebrate. Love that. Genuinely love that. For them to be doing this, Jordan Love is going to throw for 30 touchdown passes with the youngest pass-catching group in modern NFL history. And youngest by a mile. Like, you heard Mike Sando on Sunday, everydayers at least. 98% of their, I forget if it was receptions or yards, are coming from first and second year players, Josiah DeGuara. I believe it's yards because it's 62 yards from Josiah DeGuara doing work. Everything else is from rookies and second-year players. And and Christian Watson is not even the reason why. Like, you could say, okay, coming into the year, you'd go, well, that's because Christian Watson's going to be a huge part. He's he's going to have a 1,200-yard season. And so that's just, like, that's going to, that's 33% of it right there, right? Wrong. He has not been particularly impactful on this season outside of a very short stretch over the last month before he got hurt. And so to be able to run an offense, Bo Melton, just pluck him off a practice squad. He comes out and has a handful of big plays for you in a game like this. Malik Heath didn't even get opportunities in the passing game, but he's out blocking his ass off out there. You've got Carl Brooks. Like, yeah, you Devontae Wyatt had a nightmare game. That looks like a bad pick. You're not gonna, you're not gonna win them all. But if Devontae Wyatt were as consistent as Carl Brooks, you'd be really happy about it, right? Well, they have Carl Brooks. It's like, oh, can we have, you know, whatever the store brand thing that your kid wants and the the old like, no, we have such and such at home. And then you get to the home and it's, it's, the, it's the off-brand version or it's, you know, a crappy version of it. Or it's like, oh, no, we have that at home and it turns out it's like carrots or whatever. It's like that, except the thing at home is actually better. It's actually better. The Carl Brooks is actually better. You you have Devondre Campbell go out. He's hurt. 
Isaiah McDuffie steps in and makes plays. This is a roster composition thing. And we can't give Brian Gutekunst his flowers and not mention Jordan Love. Jordan Love is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers and potentially the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers for the next decade because Brian Gutekunst had the intestinal fortitude to say, I know this team just won 13 games. I know it has Aaron Rodgers. But based on the trajectory of Aaron Rodgers, the trajectory of this team, it makes sense to draft a quarterback. The Packers live the ethos that the best time to draft a quarterback is when you don't need one. And it looks like they've done it again at the quarterback position. Jordan Love is putting together a a spectacular first-year starter season. Right now, more efficient than Aaron Rodgers was his first year as a starter with Donald Driver and Greg Jennings and all those James Jones, all those guys, all those weapons at his disposable. And I'm, I'm talking disposable, disposal. And I'm talking proven players. Like Jaden Reed might turn into a star player. Dontavian Wicks, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. They all might turn into star players. They probably won't all, but right, one or two might. But they're not now. That's the thing. That's what's so remarkable about all of this. And that's that's partially on Matt LaFleur for, for making the adjustments and the coaching changes that, that they needed. And I don't mean personnel coaching. I mean the, the X's and O's, whatever the teaching points, those kinds of things. But this roster, for any questions that you had about Brian Gutekunst, the, the evaluator, comparing him, I mean, it seems like, it seems laughable to compare him to Joe Douglas now and think Joe Douglas is the more proven GM because he hit on one draft where he had a pair of top 10 picks because the team was so bad that they had a top 10 pick. Congratulations on having a bad team. The Packers don't know what that's like. All right, let's talk about some of the players who are not getting enough credit. We're going to do that in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot, baby. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Right now, the Packers are plus odds on the money line, plus 110, because the Vikings one and a half point favorites this Sunday night. That means the odds makers believe that this game is essentially even. Essentially even, that one and a half is now really what the home field advantage is worth. So if you like the Packers on the money line, you're getting some nice odds. And if you hit it, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. Not the only thing you have to do. You can bet spreads. You can bet player props. You can bet over-unders. You can go same-game parlays. FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that potential money line bonus and kick off the NFL season playoff push. We're, we're in the middle of it. We're in the middle of it. We're almost, it's, it's almost over. We're winding down on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you. 
24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. When Luke Musgrave went down, it was a huge blow to such a promising rookie season. And it sounds like there's a chance he could play again this season, the Bears game, probably the soonest that that would happen. But I have to be honest, it also made me excited because I was really bullish on what Tucker Craft could do. And the combination of Craft and Musgrave, these are complementary players. The Packers, I think in a perfect world, would like to live in 12 personnel. Not 100% of the time, but they'd like to do it a lot. And what those guys have done, improving their blocking, becoming more consistent with their assignments, their skill sets are so complementary. Tucker Craft is not the take the top off, beat you vertical kind of tight end. He is a tough, after the catch kind of tight end. Make the catches in traffic. Break a tackle. Make a guy miss. Run through a block or two. Try and hurdle someone. I mean, two games in a row trying to hurdle someone maybe needs to chill out on that just a little bit. His skill set with Luke Musgrave, who can beat you vertically, who can stretch the seam, who can create big plays down the field, who can take an underneath route and turn two into 10 in about three steps, maybe more. They complement each other in such beautiful ways. And it is, it is so easy to get excited to see what this can become. But it, it took a little while for Tucker Craft. And that's okay. I was on this show saying, hey, look, you know, he's not, he's not playing great. The game feels a little too big for him at the moment. It, like the adjustment period, it's going to take time. That's okay. The ta- he didn't forget how to play football. It was just going to be an adjustment. And now, look at him go. The game-clinching catch on third down between a pair of defenders, an absolute rocket from Jordan Love. He has to reach behind him in traffic, snags it, and then goes and picks up, what, 10 or 15 extra yards. He, as a playmaker, someone who can do something when you just just throw him the ball, run those little play action slide concepts to him. I'd much rather see Kraft on those little those those little dump offs on the rollouts than Luke Musgrave because after the catch Kraft is just that much more dynamic with the ball in his hand. That's a really exciting thing and it only works because he's shown such development as a blocker. Just just listen to Matt LaFleur post game talk about Tucker Craft. Wow. Well, I can't say enough great things about Tucker Craft. How, first of all, how tough he was or is um, and just making critical plays, man. He's he's brought so much to our offense uh, and it's been so fun to see him progress and get better and work. Um, he's and he's he's got so much confidence and for 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 a lot of reasons and he's put the work in I think JD's done a great job with him I think that whole room kind of pushes each other and you know um, those 
all those young guys are going to be a lot of fun to work with for hopefully a long time. This is a player who just seems to fit the ethos of this team. Who just, he fits the culture, the dynamics. He He's he's someone that, that also believes supremely in his own ability. Like he's a, you know, a guy who's who's going to you know, be out in a deer blind in the offseason. I guess not in the offseason because that wouldn't be a deer season. But you get it. Like he is a, a Dakota's dude. He's also an NFL dude. And he he basically said like, look, this is what I do. I loved when he said that. It was like, that was two or three weeks ago. He said, I'm the guy that you can get the ball to in space and go do stuff. That's what I did in college. And he's he's right. That's what he did in college. And he's doing it now in the NFL at a much higher competition level, mind you, as well. It's it's remarkable to see the growth this season. One of one of a number of players for whom that's true, but I'm not sure outside of Jordan Love, we've seen any player improve and and do so with his opportunities than Tucker Craft. Like Carrington Valentine was showing off in training camp in the preseason. He looked like a really good player in in those settings, understanding it's another level of competition up once the regular season starts. But Tucker Craft early on in the regular season, it did not look like this. And now he's getting those opportunities. They're finding ways to use him. And this is something I want to go back to 2020. Everyone, to a man, the players, the coaches, the front office, they talked about the familiarity and and what that did for this team. Matt LaFleur getting to see this team in live game settings and go, okay, these are the concepts that work for these guys. These are the players who are good at these things. Okay, I can do this with them. To get a full year of that. Like when, when he came in in 2019, he had NFL tape to watch of Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He had NFL tape to watch of Aaron Rodgers, of Aaron Jones, of David Bakhtiari. He knew on an NFL field what they were capable of. This team is so young. Someone like Tucker Craft, like Dontavian Wicks, like Jaden Reed. You don't know until you give them an opportunity on the field to show it what they are capable of. And to see Tucker Craft do this, become this, now, understanding that there is most likely a a higher level to get to. If this is what you're getting out of your tight end to someone who can be a dynamic factor, just four catches for 60 yards, that kind of thing, on on a regular basis, like, understand, four catches for 60 yards. Now, he's tight end one in that in this scenario. But if he's four catches for 60 yards every game, just do some quick math. That's a near, nearly a 70-catch season. You're talking about 1,000 yards. So, uh, he didn't have a big game. Have a game it out. If he has games like this every week, that's that's pretty big over the course of the season. For a tight end especially. 
And now you pair that with what we've seen from Luke Musgrave. And it is, again, you know, I know that under the radar, Tucker Craft doesn't really fit the bill because he just had this game and really two straight games where he's he's been able to showcase his abilities. Maybe longer, three games. That, it, 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 I wanted to shout it out because it is the, the growth, the development needed to be identified. It needed to be celebrated. It's a really cool thing. And it's it's the kind of thing that it's just another part of this, this draft and develop system. It's just another piece in what is looking like a, a franchise-altering draft. But because the pieces fit so well together, and again, this is why we had to open the show with Brian Gutekinds. And it feels weird, you know, to, to give a GM all these flowers for a seven and eight team. But all the changes, all the young players to look like this is special. And Tucker Craft is just next in a long line of guys where you can say, hey, this is pretty cool. And it's a long line because of Brian Gutekind. So these, these, these two are really very much connected. All right, more on this coming up on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game Time makes buying tickets easy. Buying tickets is so often a complete pain. I'm going in tomorrow. I'm going to Bucks Nets. And my wife's Italian cousins are flying in. Well, they're they're here now. And we're going. And it was a, a simple process for me to find what I wanted and get it. What a novel concept. Game time shows you upfront pricing. They don't build in little, oh, we're going to get you at the end. No, no. You see what it costs from the start. And what makes game time really special is the last minute flash deals. Exclusive flash deals and sponsored tickets, football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, more. Find the last minute tickets you want at game time. Download the game time app and create an account and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. When we found out before the game, Jaden Reed was not going to play. I saw so many tweets in my timeline. Oh, this is Dontavian Wick's opportunity. Oh, this is Malik Heath's opportunity. You know who no one said? And I noted this on Twitter. I I have the receipts. Before the game, no one said Romeo Dobbs. This is the guy who... Aaron Rodgers raved about in camp. Clearly trusted over the course of last season. And in this offense, he has become a little bit of an afterthought in a lot of ways. 
And I get that. He's not the new. He doesn't do anything in sexy ways, does not run as fast as Christian Watson. Is not as dynamic after the catch as Jaden Reed. Does not have the release package or the tackle-breaking ability of Dontavian Wicks. But first of all, all he does is score touchdowns, eight touchdowns, receiving, leads leads the team among league leaders. And when the Packers needed a play on third and have to have it, they got it from Romeo Dobbs, a 36-yard shot. And, and again, I went back and watched it a bunch of times after the game. It's a catch. Adam Thielen can cry all he wants. That's a catch. Now, I, I don't know that Romeo Dobbs is ever going to reach the ceiling that we thought he could. I, I was looking at him last year at the end of the year. I was like, that he could be a really nice number two, ideally maybe a number three, really high in number three. I I don't know if that's where you want him to be on this team. I think the Wicks-Watson-Reed combo fits so well that maybe that's a better top three. But here's the comparison for me. Kendrick Bourne is someone who is just so valuable. He was someone who in the red zone, the 49ers knew they could just throw him a slant. He could get open, body someone up, and make a catch. The Patriots, last year they were terrible. Didn't want to trade him at the trade deadline. Too valuable. Having just a professional in a spot like that. He doesn't play teams. Usually wide receiver four, wide receiver five, those guys got to play teams. He doesn't. But that's because in the red zone, he's so valuable, knows where to be. On third down, he's so valuable. Somewhat similar to another 49er, Juwan Jennings, where... You know, he's going he's gonna to end the season every year with like 30 catches, but 26 of them are for first downs on third down or are scores. That's kind of what he is. And again, it's not the sexiest. But when the Packers have needed plays, he has been there and made them in the low red zone on third down. I, he's not going to carry your offense, but in this game... Four catches, 79 yards, including the 36-yarder in a must-have-it situation. And there have been other games. You know, the Lions, they lost that game, but he was the leading pass catcher in that game. 72 yards against the Chiefs on four catches, plus a 30-yarder. Had the explosive against the Saints for 30. So... He is just now one in a, a line of players. And that's that's nice. It's not a problem. I was going to say it's a nice problem to have. It's not a problem. But it's a nice thing to have. And so I just don't think he's going to get the credit that he deserves for being the player that he is. He's not a one in all likelihood. He might not even be a two. But if he's wide receiver three with Christian Watson and Jaden Reed, that's probably really nice. If he's wide receiver four, you're in awesome shape. You're in awesome shape. And Jordan Love, the touchdown yesterday, or on Sunday, excuse me, uh, it's the it's the same play, basically, that they missed to Jaden Reed 
in the Giants game, Jordan Love makes the throw. And, and Romeo Dobbs can make Jordan Love right. He underthrew that third down throw. Romeo Dobbs goes up and makes the catch. Just like he did against the Chargers on the, on the game sealer. Again, big clutch play from Romeo Dobbs. Like Christian Watson, I think I think there are three players on the team that clearly have more upside to me down to down. But in a must-have-it situation, Romeo Dobbs is still so valuable to this team. And his ability to win in a lot of different kinds of ways is still, he can win vertically, he can win underneath, he can win in the red zone. Those guys have long NFL careers, and I think Romeo Dobbs is going to have one of them. Let's not forget the contributions that he's making. You'll notice I did not feature any defensive players. Right now, none of them deserve it. And we'll see what the future holds for this defense, I would think, coming up in a day or so. Back tomorrow with Lily Zhao. Zhao, you doing? We got our crossover Thursday for Sunday Night Football. Packers, Vikings, a loser leaves town match in Minneapolis at that glass house that they built. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, you can do that. Subscribe over on our YouTube page. We're going to be live after the game on Sunday, but after uh, 11 o'clock Lambo time, after 12 o'clock on the East Coast, let people watch the ball drop, and then we'll go live about 12.05 East Coast, 11.05 Lambo time on our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.